This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Live and local in the morning from 6 to 9, covering all of your favorite teams with analysis and opinions to carry you through the morning on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. We want to hear from you. Tweet slash X us at the Blitz 1170 or the text line is always open at 918-262-5072. Now it's time for the Morning Blitz. Here's Rick Corey. Good morning. We have made it to the Friday before the Super Bowl. We've all been waiting two weeks. We had to wait two weeks for this. Uh, I, I, I could blame the NFL, but it wouldn't do us any good, would it? I guess maybe at the end of the day, anticipation could be the best part. Maybe the old ketchup commercial was right. Well, it is the Friday before, and we have Super Bowl things to discuss here on the Blitz 1170. Here on the Morning Blitz, I'm Rick Corey at the 6 a.m. start. 50 degrees outside. 70 today, beautiful yesterday, but the wind was uh, a bit high. Still plenty, plenty to do and opportunities to get outside and do them. It'll change tomorrow down to around 55, which still doesn't stink for, you know, not quite the middle of February. And then on Sunday, they're talking about the dreaded S word. Snow. Oh, man. Well, I think they kind of have to mention it if it's even a possibility. And mm-hmm. I think the low I saw was 37, which is fine. It can snow at 37, but the high in the 40s, so it doesn't sound like anything would stick. So maybe it's one of those things where you're sitting inside watching the game, and it snows a little outside and looks pretty, and then it's gone when you go to work the next day. Uh, yeah, That just, would be just something to go out and see during a commercial. Uh, go out? Hell with that. Just look through the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably salts. <laughs> I'm recording. Go out, please. <laughs> yeah, not happening at my house, I can tell you that. <laughs> Uh, we are planning to be inside watching that Super Bowl, and I know there are a lot of places around town doing it too. So I've got a couple of in front of me here. A couple of the Super Bowl parties are going to be happening. And as a matter of fact, if you know of a good one, text us at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. Our neuropathy treatment clinic of Oklahoma text line, which yesterday was a record day, I think, for the entire radio station because we had a ton of response yesterday morning, and then the thunder. You know, announced their trade, and there was a lot of response in the afternoon for the guys at the show at Pop and Colby, too. So plenty of response there. We hope to continue that today. All right, he's Bryce Olson in the next room. He's wearing a PGA hat. So am I. Mine is from... Oh, 07? Yeah, I, something like that, I believe. Yeah, I think it's from that 07 one. Mm-hmm. It, I thought I'd lost it. And, and this week, as I'm preparing for... Today begins our seven weeks back and forth to Oklahoma City every every weekday. And today's not a, a proton therapy treatment. Today is, it's, they're calling it a dry run, but get her on the table, introduce her to what it's like, make sure everything's aligned right, do one last CT, get everything done for that standpoint, and kind of say, okay, this is what's going to happen. And then we'll start Monday, <laughs> day after it's supposed to snow, of course, uh, and, and we'll go down there every weekday for seven weeks. So I will make 36 drives to and from Oklahoma City, which, hey, I know there are probably people listening who work down there and make that drive every day. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it is what it is, and it's worth it. But today's that first day to, to go down there. But in doing so, we're trying to get everything ready for being gone a lot. So as, as soon as I leave here, I'll go home and get her every day, and then I will be gone. We'll leave. And we won't be back until probably 4.30 to 5 in the afternoon every day. So literally won't be anybody at the house, yeah. which is unusual for us. Normally she's there and I'm there with her and that kind of thing. So I had a lot of pre-work to do. So I've spent the last week cleaning and you know arranging and preparing, getting everything done. There's also some new furniture coming in Saturday because, as I said, we had to buy some new stuff to help Lindsay be able to get up and down. So that's coming in tomorrow. I was preparing for doing that. And as I was doing all that, I, I was also planning the Super Bowl thing right? because you got 
to get it all ready, you know, because there are things. I have a scuba class to teach tomorrow, so it's busy. It's just really, really busy. But that's okay. That's exactly how how that's how life's supposed to be. You just sit around and stare at the walls all the time. It gets boring. So we do have much to talk about today, including the Super Bowl. And I mentioned the Thunder trade. I will definitely want your opinion on that. But I I want Bryce's opinion because. You know, a six four plus. He's the uh, basketball guy, so we'll get his opinion. I'll tell you more about it as we go through the morning. Also, um, OU softball and OSU softball opened yesterday, and they opened about like you would expect for both of them. We'll get into that. We have a lot of basketball this weekend, including Bedlam, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. We'll hear a little bit from Mike Boynton about what he likes about this Oklahoma team. We'll get into those games. Uh, the NFL awards are out. We know who the MVP is, and I've got one of those awards really surprised me. In a kind of a um, in a bad way, in my opinion, uh, we have the Hall of Fame out too yes. for the NFL, and then that's not all. <clears throat> Around that, we have a list of what is considered the best Super Bowl commercials of all time. But I saw a study that said tw- that said something like sixty percent of Americans are quote unquote really excited for the Super Bowl. All right, that's cool, I, but I think everybody for a bit of a different reason. It yep. said something along the line of 20-something percent were really excited just for the game. Only 20%. <laughs> okay, but then it still will be the most watched thing on television this year, short of something that, you know, some catastrophic thing that we don't know about. So if that's the case, and only 20% are really watching for the game, then it has become, as we said, a cultural phenomenon. So is yeah. it the commercials? Is it the food you're getting together? Is it the people you're trying to have to the house? But everybody has a different reason. This year, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, like it or not, mm-hmm. it's bringing people to the party. And, and so with that being said, there's all kinds of cool things being done. And we've got a list of the commercials that are already been leaked that are causing buzz, too. So I'll tell you about those today. There is an offer. <laughs> There's an offer for the winning team uh, by a business out there. Ooh. It's, you know, it's Nevada. By, by, for, for the winner of the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Okay. It's Nevada. So I'll let you think about that for a second. I don't think it'll take long. Uh, <clears throat> but there is an offer. Uh, we have some of the best Super Bowl prop bets. I, 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 I meant to get to this yesterday. Did not. Did you see the SEC payout per school? Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit, too. Got the college football recruit rankings here. Uh, and Kevin Wilson will join us at 730 this morning. He had a really entertaining news conference uh, about his three signees. And you would say, well, it's only three signees. Well, that was the traditional signing day. It used to be the big deal, blah, blah, blah. We've gone through that before. Not the only ones. Nope. No, they, other people did. But, but, but Coach Wilson, who normally walks in to do his weekly news conference and is there and out in 30 minutes, was about 52 minutes. He showed film. He, he was in a really good mood. He was up and gregarious and looked like, and you know, I, you can see why hell they're ranked the best class of TU since 2009 and number two in the American. Heck yeah. And they're really, if you're a member of the American athletic conference in football and you've looked at Tulsa and you've looked at USF in the last few years and gone, man, don't worry about them. They just had the two best recruiting classes in the league. USF was number one. Tulsa was number two. What in the world is in the water in Tampa? Having been there to do games multiple times, including three years in a row because of scheduling quirks, nobody goes. Nobody yeah. shows up. There was zero momentum. The city doesn't care. It's Tampa. 
I mean, it just it, it was it's bizarre to me to suddenly that they have turned it around. But people yeah. will say the same thing. They'll say, well, what, why would Tulsa turn it around? I mean, you got Memphis in the league still and some others, right? So UTSA's, yeah. you know, they've been on that yeah. swing for a long time. Why in the world did those two turn it around? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kevin Wilson and these guys, he talked about just doing it a little bit differently, and I think that has some, I think that's an interesting thing. And maybe recruiting is changing. As I was thinking about this yesterday, uh, sit down to take a break at one point, and I sat down and just kind of went out of the go, oh, and Lindsay looked at me and she goes, I know. <laughs> 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 Which is nowadays with what's going on, it's rare for her to say anything okay. other than maybe just if you, no matter what you say, she'll just say, okay. Hmm. And that she doesn't really understand or hear. So to her ever say that was actually kind of a bright moment yesterday because mm-hmm. it showed a little recognition, you mm-hmm. know, which was kind of nice. And, uh, and I was just sat there and then I thought to myself, as I was thinking about the class and thinking about what Kevin said, and I'd watched that entire news conference and I said, uh, thought to myself, maybe it is changing. Maybe maybe with all the attention and all the NL, NIL money to the really big schools, maybe players are hesitant to go and be involved in that if you know this player is getting $5 million and this player is getting 9 I mean, Carson Beck just bought the – was it a Maserati, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah for Georgia. $270,000 or something or more than that. Mm-hmm. He bought this Maserati that I'm never going to be able to afford. <laughs> you might. I mean, you're going to run the world someday. But, oh, well, thank but you. Not me. And if you're another recruit looking at Georgia, there are two ways to do that. Yeah, that's going to be me or, well, I'm not going to get anything. Yeah, you know, I, like I, Dylan Raiola going to transferring to, or not transferring, but yeah, maybe Nebraska, to Nebraska, right? <laughs> and apparently there was a story that Kirk Kirk Herbstreit encouraged him to do that. Interesting. I, yeah, I thought so too. And I didn't honestly. I only saw the headline, and I'm not going to be guilty yeah. of that. See the headline <laughs> and, then, and explain it. I'm not going to do that. I I just saw the headline, and it might not even be a real headline. As a matter of fact, I saw a headline yesterday because yesterday, and this was really interesting. Gary Patterson hired at. University of Baylor. <laughs> Is it the end times? <laughs> and someone had someone sent a tweet, put out a tweet that said, we are in the end times because we have Gary Patterson at Baylor and Art Bryles at TCU. And I went, what? Art Bryles is not at TCU. Kendall Bryles is at TCU. Yeah. Art Bryles isn't at TCU. Art Bryles, as far as I know, was never at TCU. If you thought there was backlash about him getting hired at Grambling and that's yeah. going down, you think he's Imagine just going to waltz into TCU? Right. And I get the point. Couldn't even be on the field at OU. Yeah, I mean, I get I get the point. If it happened, you'd be going, well, look at that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's and, but so somebody, somebody tweets that, and then people start responding. He's yeah. not there. Right. <laughs> he's gotta, a hog. you got to watch out for getting got at all times. <sighs> so I don't know if the – yeah, I don't know the thing with Herb Street was, you know, correct or not. But it brought me back to the point of, I mean, certainly there are going to be players who believe, that's me, I'm the next one, I'm going to get that. And if you go to Georgia, you're going to get money. We all know that. Yeah, you're going mean, to get something. Yeah, absolutely. But are you worried about not ever making it to the top? Are you worried? Are you thinking to yourself, you know, as Coach Wilson said, do you want to play? Do you want to play now? Do you want to get better? Do you want to earn yourself a little something? And maybe players are buying into that. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, it could be interesting to talk to him today and say, what was the key to your success? Let's well, think that's one of the things I was going to ask him is, you know, do, do you think that it's a bright spot to some people that 
you know, in this day and age, we always assume that it's always going to be about money. And again, he's had conversations about NIL here and there, of course, you know, he yeah. brought it up at media or yeah, the media day. But I think it can be a bright spot to some people to see this traditional way of going about it and how much we should we should be valuing relationships and education and everything like that that we used to, you know? Well, it's, it's, it's always been a, a head scratcher for me. And I, and look, I was a horrible student. And so I, I, I cannot imagine trying to balance college classes and, and being a, a college athlete of any kind as you know, we think about football and we think about basketball and we, of course, softball's big here. So we think about softball on the ladies side. But I don't care what it is you do in college. If you're running track, if you're in, you know, in, in uh, whatever you're in, you could be a re- whatever wrestling. Yeah. It's long. Your time's taken up. <laughs> Absolutely all. I mean, you were in campus at Stillwater. Yeah. You saw people occasionally, but they were busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I can't imagine trying to tackle the two. So I mean, I, to me, it's almost mind-boggling to begin with. But if you think about what you're going to college for and understand the actual percentage of young people who make it to a professional level in any sport. Why weren't you there for the for the education? Oh yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. to me, I, I do understand. I get it. I understand why the, the lights go off and here's what you want and this is big and, but the number of people we you know for every Carson Beck who's making that we hear about, there are a whole lot of long snappers toiling that nobody <laughs> yeah. knows about. Less less than one percent go pro, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, and you got some guys who, fortunately, things like what was the USFL and is now the UFL with the combination for somebody like. Uh, you know, like Adam, who was at TU, and, you know, Hagera, who ended up out in Vegas playing out there and mm-hmm. had an opportunity to play for the, I can't remember if it was the USFL or UFL team, or, um, I mean, a, an XFL team, but got a chance to play. And so you, you extend yourself a little bit, but it's still, it's still not very many. So it is interesting that those two ended up dominating that. But nationally, of course, the big dogs remain the big dogs. Usual suspects. Yep. Yeah. And I'll get into those rankings for you as well. Plus, as I mentioned, we'll talk to you at 918-262-5072. Let us know what you're thinking today. And I know this is traditional, and I know this sounds old, but I have to ask you, because I am looking for my best Super Bowl foods. I know what we normally do, and as a matter of fact, we'd, we'd asked you know, each person in the house, what they wanted. Lindsay had one request. Can we just have guacamole and chips? That's all she cares about, right? It's one of the things she's really hot on right now. Okay. Just want that. <clears throat> and, you know, Christine is one of those who won't make up her mind until it's right before, and then she'll decide what she's in the mood for, which is cool. Uh, and I'm just tired of the same stuff. So I'm looking for something different. And I was hoping somebody had a really cool thing they're having or something, or the way you take something that's usual and change it to maybe, you know, morph a little something on it. So let us know that at 918-262-5072. We come back. I'm going to ask a little bit more about the Thunder trade to Bryce Hulse. As the Thunder are in action in the next couple of nights, they're at Oklahoma City tomorrow at 2, and then the Kings will be in Oklahoma City Sunday at 2. But how does this work, especially since Gordon Hayward has missed so many games? In the last five years, you gave up a lot to get this guy. And when he's playing, he's productive. But how much will he? And is this a good deal? I'd love to know here in the Blitz 1170. Don't look now, but the Blitz is on TikTok. Follow along at the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. There's Bedlam basketball on the Blitz tomorrow night as the Oklahoma State Cowboys will be in Norman to take on the Sooners. This is the first of the last two guaranteed matchups for these teams in the Big 12. Pre-game starts at 5 with a 6 o'clock tip-off. 
The Tulsa Golden Hurricane, coming off of a tough loss on Wednesday night against North Texas, will host UAB on Sunday at the Reynolds Center. Tip-off is at 1 with a 12.30 pregame starting on Big Country 99.5. And the ORU Golden Eagles' four-game win streak was snapped last night at St. Thomas 85-63. ORU shot only 36% from the field. Kareem Thompson led the team with 12 points. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Hulse on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. That is the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. We'd love to have you on it. I'd love to have, you know, we haven't had any picks this uh, today. I'd love to have that. Give us some picks at 918-262-5072. And your best Super Bowl recipes, too. And I know that sounds like an old radio thing. That's what we call an evergreen. You can do it anytime, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of thing. But I'm serious. I'm, I'm kind of tired of the same thing. I, I love Rotel Dip and all that kind of thing, but the same thing every time. Thing, if you're asking for new things, then keep going, right? Oh, that's what I want. I, you know, I worked with a guy who is a real gourmet, and he's, he's really good at it. He's a hell of a mm. chef, man. He's a, Well, he calls himself a cook because a chef's a different title, but he's a really good cook. And he came in one time with this dip. Now, he used to come in occasionally with food. And he came in one time with this dip. And it looked like a big pool of butter and oil <laughs> with some, uh, quote-unquote, debris in it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it looked good, and it smelled good. And, and he said, and then he brought in the spread. And he goes, uh, he said, trust me. And he whispered, uh, dip that in there, right? That's what I was thinking of. Right? Yeah. So did that, and it was fantastic. Yeah. And he's just smiling, and we're all trying it, right? Because it was a big morning team. We had see one anchor. There were about six of us. No, seven. There were seven of us on just the morning team, right? There's a lot of people just, it's me and you, right? There were seven. And so we all, we're all loving it, and he's smiling. What's in it? It's mostly anchovies. <laughs> now, raise your hand out there if you like anchovies. And somebody probably does. But those hairy, smelly little fish, all I have to do is even think about it. To me, that smell, smells like somebody left an open can of tuna in the sun in Oklahoma in August for two weeks. Ugh. That's what that smells like to me. But this had none of that. So what he was telling us is you put them in there with X amount of butter and just a little bit of oil, and then there's, you know, there's the garlic and there's the and the, the the onions and the things you'd put in Better there. Tastes good after. And that. then you cook it for so long that it all completely disintegrates mm. into the liquid, which makes it a little bit thicker. Holy cow, was it good! <laughs> I mean, it's oh, amazingly good. So there, you, know, you get something like that. Now, yeah. I've never had the guts to try it because I absolutely know I'd mess it up and it would take <laughs> the whole house would smell like dead fish for weeks. You still see the anchovies just floating in there. Oh, yeah. Why aren't they leaving? I would, <laughs> I would do it wrong. But man, and I have looked, I have called around, I've asked. I don't, I know no restaurants, I know no places that do it. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it. Let me know at 918-262-5072. I would love to know. Uh, he's Bryce Hulse. I am Rick Corey. We already have one text. All right, I'm going to have to look at this. Uh, apparently, this is a food that's at Reesers, and apparently, uh, let's see. <laughs> God, I wish I could read everything. I really do. <laughs> So I was, at first, I was thinking, it was like, is this is a gag gift at some. Sort no, of no, no, no. This is uh, Cheetos or uh, Chester's puffcorn. 
Okay, I've heard of like Chester's like cheese fries. Yeah, things. that kind yeah. of thing. This is puffcorn. It says okay. it's it's so good and it's only at Reesers. But then <laughs> there is a comment Their about own comment. <laughs> there's a comment about Rotel. <clears throat> it says Rotel makes me um go to the bathroom like sawdust. Uh. <laughs> now I've heard a lot of descriptions in my life, but that one I is yeah. leaving me in a quandary. <laughs> Sawdust. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, you know, here's my suggestion then is don't eat the Rotel. <laughs> <laughs> Simply put. <laughs> However, the Chester's popcorn, I'll try that. I'll give almost anything a try. So whatever it is that happens to be on your menu, I'd love to know. All right, let's get into this Thunder thing. All right, so yesterday we first heard, you know, the Thunder were going to let go of Trey Mann, Vasily Misich, pardon me, uh, to Charlotte, along with Davis Bertrands. And then the Hornets also get a 24 and 25 second round pick off for Gordon Hayward. 14 and a half points a game, 4.7 rebounds, 4.6 assists when he plays, which he hasn't since December 26th. In your opinion, good trade? Uh, just off the bat, good trade for me personally. Um, when we talked a lot about the Thunder's possibility of trading early on, whenever they were getting on this run, we were thinking, we keep on talking about a trade. Do they really even need to go that route? Is it really that you know big of a thing? I, I, I thought that one of the things that I heard that I really liked was maybe getting more of a veteran player mm-hmm. that obviously can be productive, but a veteran presence in such a young locker room that's already on you know the rise as we mm-hmm. see it going right now. And that, that's what they're doing right now with getting Gordon Hayward. Um, obviously, he's not had uh, the best years um, really since when you look at that big injury that he had when he broke his leg for, mm-hmm. for the Celtics a few yeah. years ago. Um, you know, he's had trouble since then here and there. But when he's able to play, he's a productive ball handler, can score, and can probably alleviate some of the pressure from their starting five. Because I'm not even sure if he's going to break into that starting role. But he can at least be an offensive presence for that second group. So as long as he's able to stay healthy, and especially just being a veteran presence around, I think it'll be good. And I think it's also good for when you look at Mann and Bertans and those guys, uh, man is a guy that a lot of Thunder fans love. He just wasn't able to crack through into that role. Yeah. So it's going to be a good opportunity for them to possibly find some production in Charlotte. Were you surprised he was never able to get on the court? I mean, just consistently get on the court? <clears throat> I, I would say early on, but then you start to realize that at some point there's just too many cooks. I mean, if if, F, if FGA is on, now when you have Giddy starting to get back in the full swing and Holmgren Obviously, Lou Dort more so on the defensive end, being so dominant. Uh, Isaiah Joe was taking Williams. Jalen Williams. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Joe was taking up a lot of that, even though he hasn't been as productive. Isaiah Joe was very productive from the three point line for a long time. So it got to the point where there were so many cooks to kind of turn out that you know eventually you get to the point where Trey Mann's averaging <laughs> three points a game or mm-hmm. something, and it's just unfortunate. But we know that his capability is there. So to be able to be in a place where he can finally let that flourish a little bit will be good to see. Hopefully he can let it flow. I mean, because you don't wish anybody poorly. But, you know, the thing with you look at the thing still worries me about Hayward is his ability to stay on the court. Less than fifty-two right. games a year for five years. And yeah, you think to yourself, well, if you end up in the role you're talking about, then if you play in fifty-two games, that's not so bad. Mm-hmm. But if you're actually trying to contribute, it is different. So I would love to know. When Sam Presti had the conversation with Dagnall, how much do you see the guy on the court? Because if you're going to pay him money and you really expect him to have an impact on your team, 
How much do you want to see him on the court? And how much is this, as you said, the way he travels, the way he practices, the way he carries himself, the way you may happen to see him in big moments? And, yeah. you know, and they'd have to, I mean, I don't, I'm not around the guy. I haven't seen him. But there is something about the way you carry yourself in really important moments, whether or not, and it's not just at this level, it's at any level. It could be a high school kid. Mm-hmm. If you go into a really big game and you're not nervous and you're a leader, neither will your team be. But unless yeah. your head coach is jittering. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little bit different of a story. Yeah. Which is why Steve Crackthorpe used to throw up before every game. Oh, goodness. Every game. But he never let anybody see him because mm. he knew if the players saw him, they would it's think, like, oh, crap, yeah. is he not believing us? He's, or is yeah, he, he's know? nervous, right? Yeah. And he would, every game, and, and he would pace. We were at Boise many years ago. The 21-14 game was a fantastic football game. And he paced from the 50-yard line to the goal line and back for an hour before the team even came out. Oof. They were they got there on the bus, and they were doing their stuff, and the specialist had been out. And he was just going back and forth. He never stopped. And he was by himself. That's how mm-hmm. nervous Steve would get before games. Well, you're, you don't want your team to necessarily see you that way, obviously. Yeah. And I don't know if he passed it off as, you know, fitness or what. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what he Gosh. would do, which made me, it always made me laugh. But you get a guy like him who, going into a really big game or a really big series, who just kind of like, yeah, not a big deal. That yeah. can obviously really, really help. Mm-hmm. Bigger deal for, for me, it, you mentioned getting him on the court. Yes, that's, that's important because of all the people we mentioned. Who does he fit in best with, though? I mean, who 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 sits for him to come in, come in and be really productive, in your opinion? I mean, I feel like just being from that forward spot, maybe come in for a guy like Jalen Williams, who's able to stretch the floor a little bit more, a, a big, lengthy scorer. Um, so that that's the thing, is that's where I would see him fitting more so, and obviously he's not going to break into that role. So maybe to be able to be in that second rotation of guys and take a leadership role from from their standpoint to alleviate some of the pressure of guys that are – that guys that control the offense like SGA mm-hmm. and Williams, I think would be probably the best fit. You know, and considering when you start looking at, at points per game for all these guys, when he's there, if that's that two role, you've got to be productive. Oh, yeah. You know, because that spot has led the Thunder in scoring when SGA hasn't in many times because Giddy went through the, por- the portion of the season where he was putting up nine. Yeah. You know, and now Chet, Chet's good for it's been what thirteen to seventeen, and occasionally in the mm-hmm. twenty range, mm-hmm. and that's fine. That's I the mean, thing; he's gone. He's been like down a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, I use finger quotes there. Yeah. Um. So. Well, for him, yeah, because yeah. he he started good, but again, here he is. This is really his rookie season. I mean, you can say right. everything you want about him last year and the injury and been playing a little bit later, working out, or all those things. But I've said this about freshmen in college, and it happens to guys in, in the big leagues too, or in the, whether it's major leagues, the NBA, or the NFL. You come in as a rookie as a fantastic player, and by the mid to late part of season one, you're worn down a bit. This mm-hmm. is a lot more than you're used to, even at major-level oh, yeah. basketball or football or whatever, and everybody learns you in the league too. Mm-hmm. So the first time around, it's, you know, hey, there's the lanky dude, and then they learn you. And most of the time you'll see guys in the second half of the season – not be quite as productive. Now, there are people who buck that trend. They're the Barry Sanders of the world and people like that. Yeah. But for the most part, it happens, just like a freshman swoon, if you will. Mm. And and I don't say – I'm not saying he's playing poorly. I'm not saying any of that kind of stuff, but it does kind yeah. of start to wear you down. You know, the Thunder had that one stretch, what, a week and a half ago, 
where they had like four games in six days or something insane yeah. like that. And mm-hmm. Dagnall talked about that. As a matter of fact, I want to play this. I'll have to get this out for you here. So, Dagnall, I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an unabashed fan of Mark Dagnall. I think, I think the, the, the dude is really something. And during that stretch, someone asked him, hey, what's it like because you guys have played so many games and you're here so, you know, it, it's got to be kind of mind-numbing for you. Uh, listen to what he says here. Yeah, not like the players do. You know, like, I, yeah, I get tired um, when we land at 3 o'clock, but my mind immediately goes to, like, well, if I'm feeling like this and I'm not doing anything, then, uh, these guys must be exhausted. So, uh, But they're also elite athletes, and I'm, I'm a sub-elite athlete. <laughs> Somewhere below that. <laughs> oh, the... pretty good. Sub, yeah, it's anywhere below that. Yeah. I'll, let you, I'll let you decide. With the... Yeah. All right. So I mean, he, you get his point, right? Sure. Right. You, you get off an airplane at three, and you're you're tired, and you look around and realize what those dudes have to do, and yeah. they went through that for a while. And believe me, as a young player, as a first kind of a first year guy, that'll wear you down. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's part of it, and hopefully it kind of comes back toward the end of the season. All this to say, we aren't sure, and I didn't see in the reports when Hayward, as we said, he hadn't played this since the twenty six. Did they say when he'll actually? They think he'll when they be start able for the play? Thunder. Yeah. I haven't seen exactly. Um, I need yeah, to. I'll need to look around here. Well, I'd love your opinion, too, at 918-262-5072. We had a couple of uh, texts yesterday afternoon that said, one said, hey, that's a big move. Must have been a money deal. You think any of this had to do with money? That, that certainly, what, like, cash considerations were a part of the trade, so I think that's always a part of it. Um, well, it's all, yeah, it's always mind. somewhat of There's a part a, of yeah. it. But is, is this more about that, or is it more about, all right, we've got to make a move. Let's find the best fit for that move? Just because of that's what was being talked about uh, in, in past weeks, that it's more so trying to find some sort of depth of, of a more veteran player, then I would like to lean more that way. Yeah. So a little a little bit of both, but hopefully more about yeah. on the court. And someone else said, hey, you know, you open up roster spot, it means they don't have a true point guard, though, behind SGA if they were going to go out and get something like that. But, mm. you know, Giddy can kind of do that. I mean, they've got guys who can – no one's going to do yeah, what Giddy SGA was does. drafted for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but at least <laughs> well, – No one's going to be able to do what he does. You're not sure. going to replace his almost 30 a night. You know, he's the dude's probably going to be the MVP, probably deserves to be the MVP. I don't know if he will or not, but it would be nice to see him go ahead and get the MVP, as yeah. I think I think he deserves. If you look around at what he has done, you take him off his team consistently. And to me, that's what an MVP is. If you take him off the team, it's not the same. Yeah. Right? You took Brady away from the Patriots, what happened? That's an MVP. And I, and to me, Shea's been that guy. So you, no one's going to come in here and just boom, take over and exactly do what he did. But I do I do like the fact that this guy has a history of, of producing if he can stay on the court, and that's the big deal. Six thirty four on the Blitz eleven seventy. I'm Rick Corey. He is Bryce Hulse. All right, when we come back. I've got something. There's been so much in the last two weeks about the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey thing, and there's been there have these been conspiracy theories that this was all about the election, and I mean everywhere you look. There's been something about the Super Bowl, and there's been a lot made by Taylor Swift fans about the number 13. And if you don't know Taylor Swift stuff, you you, you might not know why. I saw a, uh, I believe it was TikTok. No? It was. Was it? Mm-hmm. You saw the it, husband and wife? Gra- oh, no, no, never mind. Okay, so okay. Okay, but, you, but you've seen, I, so you know what I'm talking about. Well, it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we'll explain that, and I want to play one that I think is really clever. It's a husband sitting in the kitchen. And a wife comes running around the corner, and, and she's declaring why Taylor Swift is responsible for all of it. 
And I think it's really funny. So I'll get that for you coming back here on the Blitz 1170. Still to come this day in sports history, brought to you by Triad Eye Institute with Bryce. And as I mentioned, we'll get into the uh, Super Bowl commercials, this year's buzz on commercials, the offer a business is ma- I can't say it without laughing. A business is making to the winning team. Let me just say this. Think, you ever seen the movie Best Little Whorehouse in Texas? No. Okay. Well, if you know the plot of that, think that. And you'll know what this business is offering. Sweet. I think I probably just gave it away. Anyway, uh, and uh, I want to get my mind, more. My mind was there like yeah. when you very first brought it up, okay. just because Sin City, come on, you now. dirty. And All I also right. want to get into college football um, uh, recruiting rankings and the SEC payouts, and then what Greg Sankey had to say about the quote unquote partnership between the SEC and the Big Ten, and what that means. Uh, he has some different words. We'll get into that coming up on the Blitz 1170. You can take the Blitz with you everywhere you go. Get in the game everywhere with the Blitz 1170 app. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma City Thunder will be at the Dallas Mavericks tomorrow. The Thunder won the last matchup back in December. Tip-off tomorrow is at 2 o'clock. In softball, the top-ranked Sooners had a Thursday sweep as they beat Utah Valley 13-0 and Duke 3-0. Patty Gasso moves the third all-time in NCAA softball victories with 1,458. And the ninth-ranked OSU Cowgirls open their season with an 8-0 win over Cal State Northridge. They'll be facing Loyola Marymount today at 1. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. <clears throat> Pardon me. I almost choked there. Talk a second while I cough. Ooh, what do you want to talk about for this time? Do you want to get a quick uh, preview <laughs> for um, Bedlam basketball or anything? No, I'm or over it want... now. Good. Uh, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> Somebody texted yesterday and said, go to the doctor. I did. And and they said got nothing. <laughs> I did. I did. He goes, yeah, I don't, yeah, you're fine. But it won't stop. I won't go away. I don't know if you fall. If I look, if I fall over dead, just move the body and continue it. <laughs> Six forty three on the Blitz eleven seventy. Might need some help moving the body though. Uh, all right. So this Taylor Swift thing, uh, it's been everywhere. And I know there are thousands of them. And I don't. I'm not really sure why this one got my attention as much as it did. It really probably is partially visual. Looks like your average nice American home, husband sitting at like the kitchen island. He's looking at his phone when his wife darts around the corner and convinces him that the entire, well, really success of the Kansas City Chiefs is Taylor Swift and the whole Super Bowl is to do with her and the number 13. Because that was the name of one of her albums, right? Yeah. I'm not big of a Taylor <laughs> Swift connoisseur. To I'm know. pretty sure I'll, I'll, be, I'll be completely honest. I, I, I do yeah. not know I, much yeah. why. I'm pretty sure it, it is. It's, I think it's one of the uh, – the, because she was born on like the 13th, so there's this yeah, thing about that number. It's her lucky number, first of all. Yeah, and then um, she was born on the 13th, I think. Yeah. It wasn't there. So, any- oh, uh, she has – does she have 13 albums? I think that's what well, I'm seeing here. <laughs> Again, it all has to do with the number 13. Anyways, yeah, just, right. yeah, more answers. So, so here, here is the bit they had up on, I believe it was Twitter, as the husband's sitting there and the wife comes around the corner. Whoops, you got to turn my computer on there, big dog. Ready? Well, the Chiefs are going to Super Bowl 58. Five plus eight equals 13. What? 13 is Taylor's favorite number. She is doing all of this. Yeah, well, she has been to a lot of games. Says she's been to 12 so far. Super Bowl. 
movie number 13. Yeah, and on the other side, a crazy comeback by the 49ers. 49. 4 plus 9 equals 13. Right. Anyway, the Niners are a good team. They're a one seed. What are the Chiefs? A three seed. One seed. Three seed. 13. Okay, but isn't she going to be in Japan for the Super Bowl on like February 11th? 2-11? Well, that's the day. 2 plus 11 is 13. Uh, okay, but she can't possibly get there in time for the game. A nonstop flight from Tokyo to Vegas. Oh, I think I know where this is going. 13 hours. Okay, fine. I guess she could make it, but it's not 100%. 100. Oh, boy. 100 minus 13 is 87, which is Taylor's boyfriend's jersey number. You're really stretching it here. She huh? is a mastermind. Okay, but not everything is 13 related, right? Like, this game will be Travis Kelsey's 22nd playoff game. Oh, no, I immediately regret saying that. I know about you. Yep. I'm feeling 22. Are you going to be doing this for the next, I don't know, how long until the Super Bowl? 13 days. Naturally. <laughs> <laughs> why would I expect anything else? And, well, I don't know why that one caught me. Uh, she was so uh, partially visual again because the lady who did it, the husband just looks, you know, like, oh, my God. And she's so over the top about the whole thing. Yet all those numbers are things that I have seen or heard or read about by all the Swifties who are mm. into this whole thing. And, you know, you might be able to do that about other Super Bowls or other things. But that does. there's a lot of coincidences there. It is, it is pretty funny. I, I loved when it got to the point, yeah, of how, how long is the flight from Japan? And it just immediately, I was like, uh, all right, this is headed there again. <laughs> when they got to the 22, I didn't know what they meant because, again, yeah. I'm not familiar with that many of their songs, but apparently that's that's exactly. hilarious. I know that's one of her songs, but I was like, why why did she <laughs> yep. mention it there? And then we, we had that one. And someone asked by Twitter here, can I find that Taylor Swift audio on YouTube? I got to send it to somebody. I, oof, I'm not even sure where I found it. I, I, okay. Again, I think it was Twitter, but you can. I'm sure you can. Yeah. You'll just go find mock Yeah, Twitter, yeah, yeah you can just Google it. Yeah, you, so should, be able, you should be able to find it there, right? <laughs> yeah, and you know what? We'll play it again later on too. So just come back later on. Maybe you can record it as we're playing it. So I'll do that. I promise. All right, and also we also promised you yesterday and, and never got to it uh, some breakdown of actual numbers, which I do have, which might surprise you. About, you know, who we know that the, I think the line still is at right one, one and a half yeah. had been with San Francisco like it again right now. favored. And that surprises many people, too, with the way the Chiefs have played and the continual Brock Purdy thing, because everybody thinks he's not that good. And as a matter of fact, if you look at the MVP voting, he got, you know, he's not even close. As a matter of fact, it was an absolute runaway for Lamar Jackson. There was one only mm-hmm. only one other first place vote, and that went to Josh Allen. And that Man. was it. Otherwise, it was a runaway for Lamar. As just one of the um, things handed out yesterday, the he's the MVP, Lamar is. Offensive MVP was Christian McCaffrey. I don't think anybody will argue with that. The defensive MVP was Miles Garrett. And again, not only anybody will argue with that. Joe Flacco was the comeback player. And as much as I say, okay, that's cool because he was sitting at home, Hamlin was second, and I, I understand why. But Baker Mayfield was third. And realistically, now, there's no question that Flacco elevated Cleveland when he when he played. But Baker Mayfield, without him, the Tampa Bay Bucks don't make the playoffs. And, and you know, to me, that's a bigger deal. I, I just think the way his career had had bottomed, Flacco's didn't necessarily do that. He kind of faded away. Baker was still very young, and Flacco was older when it when it happened. Baker was still young. He was still trying to prove all that number one draft, you know, pick thing. Yeah. And he just, it all fell apart. I think to me that's, and I know I'm biased, that's a bigger comeback to me. Well, and it for sure is a bigger comeback, I think, than I get the story kind of like you were saying earlier with DeMar Hamlin 
I, I get the story I what they're trying to do, do. Sure, but still, for, for him to really put his team in a position to really be competitive and try and make a run in the playoffs, and not even you know just completely collapse the way Flacco's mm-hmm. did. You know, it's like I I, I get how they're kind of on even planes a little bit, even though they're apples and oranges, different kinds of stories, a much older yep. guy than Baker, mm-hmm. who's quick rise and then kind of falls a little mm-hmm. bit. But I think that should go into it too. The fact that Baker never really had that game where it's like, up oh, there he is. You know that that now we were waiting for that downfall again. Whereas Flacco had that big time against the Texans. He did, and and you know, and again he he comes kind of if you will out of retirement and off the couch. And look, that is a good story. I understand. Sure, it is a like good a, story. No but, problem with but it. To me, comeback player of the year, and maybe I've got it wrong. To me, comeback player of the year is somebody who has struggled and then has a good year again. Not a guy who comes off the couch. And it's it okay. is fun, and I get that story too. But to me, Baker is a better comeback player of the year. All that to say, Joe Flacco won fine for him. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, C.J. Stroud, no argument. Defensive rookie, Will Anderson, no argument. Now, so if you're the Texans or you're a fan of the Texans, that's not bad. And then the coach was Kevin Stefanski. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that one. What about you? I'm sorry. I got a text from my brother saying that video is from Holderness family. Um, the the page was Holder, Holderness family was the video for the Taylor name of Swift. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yes, that that's the group that did it. And he's not talking so, about Mike Holder. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holder Holderness family. When you I, said I, that, I, I went to Mike Holder. Didn't do <laughs> I, that. What are you talking it? about? So yeah. there you go um, you, on YouTube. Yeah, uh, Holder and his family on YouTube. There you go, Gretchen. You can find it there, and then you can send that to whoever you like to. Because it was fun. There's no doubt mm-hmm. it was it was fun. And I just yeah. So uh, I so if it. you could ask me the question again, please. <laughs> uh, the question is, what do you think about Stefanski's coach of the year? I, I would have liked to see the Texans coach get that um, just because of the big turnaround that he had. Um, just because, again, the expectations since mm-hmm. April about where that team would be and where the picks, you know, that the Cardinals got would be for the having the Texans pick. Yeah. So that, that's where I would have gone personally. He, he, did a, he did a hell of a job. And, and more importantly to me, he was a guy who kind of brought back the belief in his team. Yeah, you know, I mean, you saw we 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 we've all seen and heard. I think the video where he walks over, uh, and you know, and tells the guy, "Here's exactly what's coming. Watch this." And then there's it's an interception for a touchdown because he told him exactly mm-hmm. what was coming. We're talking, of course, about D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, so I think he's deserving. I tell you, the other thing though is I really think Antonio Pierce was a guy who I would have thought of. I know it's a partial season, but the Raiders were dead, just dead. Yeah. And yeah, they're in Vegas and it's a nice stadium, but nobody cared. Mm-hmm. And he really he did some he did some cool things out there. And if he does that again next year, look out. Yeah. Well, and to have a guy like Max Crosby basically say, mm-hmm. I want him or I'm gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, your star yep. player, your star pupil. So And I I'm not saying and I look, I think Stefanski's fantastic. And I that that's great. Yeah. And they and they did kind of resurrect those guys late in the year, but Partially, that's because Flacco did play well when he came mm-hmm. off the couch. So, you know, maybe that proves yeah. Flacco's point, too. At any rate, those are the NFL awards. that uh, We'll get into those a little bit more later on, too. It's 6.52 on the Blitz 1170. we got some interesting not sports coming up. But before we do that, we have to do the same sports history with Bryce, brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. We'll do that next here on the Blitz. The Oklahoma State Cowboys call the Blitz 1170 home. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. 
We'll be able to hear those Oklahoma State Cowboys tomorrow here on the Blitz as they'll be in Norman to take on the Sooners. This is the first of the last two guaranteed matchups for these teams in the Big 12. Pre-game starts at 5 with a 6 o'clock tip-off. The Tulsa Golden Hurricane coming off of a tough loss on Wednesday night against North Texas will host UAB on Sunday at the Reynolds Center. Tip-off is at 1 with a 12.30 pregame starting on Big Country 99.5. And the ORU Golden Eagles four-game win streak was snapped last night in a big fashion as St. Thomas pummeled them 85-63. ORU shot only 36% from the field. Kareem Thompson led the team with 12 points. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.